it is currently what six o'clock on 6 p.m uh, december 13th 2014 episode 63 of the swap food podcast i'm mr swap food and i'm the missus of the swap foods <laughs> the missus of the swap foods yes. okay welcome we're glad you're here listening yes welcome uh, to our podcast about um swinging and and what else just whatever we want to throw in. Whatever we want to talk about in addition to swinging. But almost everything relates to swinging. Well, when it's us. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, um, so how you doing? I'm really good. I'm kind of battling a little bit of a cold. So right. I'm going to try really hard not to like have any sneezes or episodes in the <laughs> in the microphone. So I don't think I'm you have sure. a cold, but that's just me. <laughs> I, th- I think I do. <laughs> Um, so, uh, okay, so it's it's December, right? And what does December mean? December means uh, holiday season for in the Western world, um, among other things. So we just, this is, I guess this is our Christmas episode. Aww. Is ha- it? Hanukkah. Yeah. Okay. Nobody celebrates Kwanzaa. Stop saying I, that. For me, it's just wrapping up the year. Yeah, what? It's just wrapping up. I'm just wrapping up the year. Yes. The to year, me, it's just, yeah. The year like, in review? Yes. It's kind of closure for the year, kind of looking forward to next year. Okay. And I, that's what it is to me. It's not really, it doesn't really, it's not really a holiday season. It's just kind of a time for reflection and a time for planning. Okay. We did. You're not, you're not buying that? <laughs> I mean, because we, we did do some planning, but we didn't do it necessarily because it was at the end of the year. We did planning because it was our planning oh. session. Well, I definitely did it because it was the end of the year. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. For, you know, 2015. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're doing well. Yes. The long and the short of it is that you're yes, doing well. You look yes. very cute. Well, thank you. Well, it helps because we just came off of a two-week vacation. Yes. And vacation always makes everyone feel better, I think. Yes. Don't uh, you think? It made me feel better. Well, except for two, with, with one exception. What's that? Well, I got that cold sore. Oh, yeah. The... More about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we, we, we went to, for uh, some, of, some of you guys know, we, we, um, we spent two weeks in Mexico City around the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, Mexico City is my hometown. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was kind of a, n- a nice opportunity to go back there and spend some time with friends and with the city that I love. And it was also our anniversary. As well. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we've been married. How soon they forget. <laughs> well, I mean, we've, been mar- we've, are, uh, we've been married 14 years. Yes. And uh, we usually try to schedule these long vacations around our anniversary. And in fact, we planned our wedding so that we could do these long vacations. Um, so that's why we got married the, the week of Thanksgiving in 2000. And the number one question we've gotten from everyone about the Mexico City trip is, why Mexico City? Like, oh, you know, I would just say, like, oh, we went to Mexico. Well, we're in Mexico. Mexico City. Why Mexico City? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like they say, like, that, that's an interesting choice as they back away slowly. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy people. There goes Mr. Mitzvahfu making bizarre decisions for no apparent reason. Well, it's a vacation style that we really enjoy we yes. like going to big cities and mexico city is like the biggest city well, it's one of the biggest certainly yeah and, and it i mean it's just you know it's a world-class 
museums and food and it's just it's it was uh, architecture and two weeks well spent yeah I think. and again it's my my kind of my hometown so uh, and I speak the language so getting around is a little easier for us than I guess it would be for people who only speak English um, however you know um, yeah it's a good time. And vacation is good for the sex life. <laughs> yeah, it is. So if you haven't taken a vacation in a while, which we had not had an extended vacation in some time. Yes. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it really, it really put the put the gas back in our motor. Yeah. So Deb, <laughs> so Deb asked if um, if Mr. Fu was caught up on on date nights that yeah. we talked about in our last episode. Yeah, and, and my comment was that, well, we went to Mexico City. We went on dates pretty much every night. Every night. Every night was a date. <laughs> every night was date night. And we had some fantastic meals, and we had some great conversation, and a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. And uh, I don't know, but we'll have lot, lots more date nights in 2015. Certainly. I think it's in the plan. Yes, it We is. actually made our 2015 plan. We filled up a whole notebook full of it. <laughs> so one of the things we, we like to peri- periodically do is... Um, is to, uh, I guess, take some time aside and and just think about like the different aspects of our lives and and Miss Wafu is really good about this because she's organized and she likes lists and so she wrote down all the different aspects of our lives and there's like money and marriage and swinging and so on and it, it went on and <laughs> and we had career right I think it was one yes. of them and we had and we just started filling out ideas and. Uh, not expectations, but plans and dreams, and for for all those goals and objectives, goals and, and objectives for all of those. But it, but I don't feel like anything was overwhelming. It's like I feel no. I feel like everything's completely doable. It'll be it's overwhelming not, if we try to do it, you know, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a year, I think it's if we if we accomplish all of that next year, we'll be in. You know, we'll we'll be moving ahead and be in good shape. I think we're big planners, so it's <laughs> you know, for those of you who have listened to. Uh, some or all of our podcasts, you know that we're big believers in in uh, in making plans, uh, you know, for all our vacations and our nights out, and <laughs> you know, in our lives and everything else. We be- we believe in making plans. We believe in giving ourselves options, outs, alternatives. Uh, we believe in start times, stop times. We believe in you know. We believe. So what's in- what's going on in the world of swinging? <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to talk about what we did while we were in Mexico. Or is that? Is that oh, that's what we later on. Yeah. Okay. So in the world, like in the broader, like outside of El Mundo, like, El our, Mundo our kitchen table. <laughs> um, well, I guess this we're talking. Are you talking about our programming notes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well. All right. All right. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I guess I got a little off. That was a bad segue, wasn't it? I was was terrible. Okay. I know. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I guess. You're not quick on the uptake today. Well, I was like, you should have just said, it's like, hey, I'm sick of this topic. Let's move on. All right. So, um, uh, all right. So there's a book that came out called A Modern Marriage, a memoir uh, by Christy and Mark, Christy and Mark Kidd, uh, that, that I just read a blurb about it, um, online and, uh, Debbie and Mike are, our, our producers are actually have been reading the book and they say they've been enjoying it very much. Uh, it tells her positive story about swinging trials and successes, and they're still swinging. So, yeah, uh, if you're interested in reading about one couple's account of what their lives as swingers has been, go ahead and pick up that book. I guess we haven't read it yet. Um, I'm just saying that it's out there. If it's if it's not on audio, I'm probably not gonna. 
I probably need the synopsis. And I want it. The I want, cliff notes. And I want it read by Sam by <laughs> Sam Elliott. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not interested. What did you What did you What did you read about it online? I mean, what were the general comments online? Well, it turns out that what I read about it were spoilers, so I didn't want to I didn't oh. want to spoil it for for Debbie. So okay. I, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask her to cover her ears or anything like that. Okay, uh, you know, just, so um, it's just basically a memoir that covers this couple's um, yes okay. tri- trials and tribulations. Okay, very um, good. I will say that part of it has to do with uh, our neck of the woods. Okay. So there's a chunk of it that occurs in Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like Manhattan, Austin. Oh, it's a Manhattan, Austin love connection. <laughs> yes. What? Yes, I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> those Manhattan, Austin the, love connections. requires a lot of... You remember the will, will Drive for Dick episode? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> episode whatever that right. number was I mean, talking frequent flyer miles yes big time so flying for flying for dick is <laughs> takes it to a whole other level okay all Very right so, so that's out there it's called a modern marriage a memoir a memoir yeah okay very good and uh let's see oh the, the other thing there was a uh a recent bust or so on or they, they closed a a swinger club swinger club in Terre Haute, indiana uh, due to city violations, basically what happened here was that there was a adult bookstore, right, that had been in the same location forever, 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 and then they put a school in 225 feet away. Mm-hmm. But since they were there first, they were able to maintain. They they were grandfathered in. They didn't have to close their adult bookstore. Mm-hmm. But then they started throwing swinger parties upstairs. Okay. So the the city was able to say, well, that's uh, now you op- you operate you operated operate another uh, sexually oriented business without uh, applying for a permit. And if they were to apply for a permit, they wouldn't have been permitted because they were less than 500 feet from, right. a, from a church or a school. Right. So the upstairs was part of the bookstore. It wasn't zoned differently or has had... Right. Whatever. It was just up, upstairs, part of up, the upstairs portion of the bookstore. And so they got... So they got, they, got the, they, they, yeah, they got themselves in trouble. They got themselves in a pickle. And it's like, so they have quotes quotes from a bunch of panic neighbors and they're just hilarious i'll put a link to there so you guys can look at it this person person says like i'd never go into that place never 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 there's nasty things going on in there it's like okay don't go in right that's probably what our neighbors say about our house (laughs) nasty 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 like yeah if you're doing it right so um, so they closed them down so basically they were in violation once they they changed the use of the property and then they closed them down so what that made me think about was like the legal just briefly like kind of the legality of having swinger parties at your home or swinger having swinger parties at swinger clubs you know and i think that most of what keeps swinger clubs isolated from that stuff is that first off they at least here in texas and from what we've seen they put them in places that are you know more than whatever they're the mi- neighborless neighborless right thing, yes. yeah so they put them in some place in places where you can operate a sexually operated sexually oriented business without a problem and even though it's not a business i mean I don't, that's another thing is like i don't see how zoning would actually apply to a swinger club a private swinger club you know what i mean oh it does really mm-hmm. sure yeah because there would be like parking requirements and things like that even for a pri- private club yeah yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, anyway, and then for swinger parties, like what it is that you know you and I have, I was like, well, we just we're just having parties on our at our home, 
that are, you know, there's no money being exchanged in any way, shape, or form. It's just people that it's we It's not invite. a business. It's not a business. It's just people that we invite over to our homes. And what we do here is none of anybody else's concern, right? I guess that's what, what it falls under. As long as you're uh, not violating noise ordinances or being a nuisance. Like that. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's what keeps us. Your I mean, guests aren't like driving across your neighbor's yard. Right. Well, then it doesn't just, really matter if you're a swinger party or anything else, right? Yeah. yeah. Just a l- drunken may, may, melee. Melee. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so that just gave me time to – I just paused and thought about that for a little while. I mean, obviously, these people in Terre Haute fucked up. Um, let's hope that we never do I so. think – but the laws are different from state to state on how you can operate clubs. Mm-hmm. And um, some states are just downright – illegal you right. cannot operate a club under any circumstances no matter how it's structured i believe in massachusetts you can't have a sex club um so even if it's a private club you're not allowed to have a a, a sex club of any kind but i'm not be talking out of my ass i just know because all check the, the laws in your state right. that may be applicable and, consult an attorney right this is not legal advice. <laughs> yes, does not constitute what, legal advice. What other disclaimers do I need? Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean these these guys obviously should have consulted an attorney before they changed the use the of the function of the, yeah, yeah. Because if you they've signed a lease or what their zoning ordinance is is going to determine um, what the use of the property can be. Correct. So yeah. anyway. So there was that. Yeah. So that's that's kind of going on in the world of swinging. Yes. Kinda, kinda, sorta, yeah. or not going on in the world of swinging anymore. In this case, in this case, so you know they just—it's like an ant hill. They just, you just move it. You know they're not. <laughs> you think so? They're not destroying the ants. Right. You just move the ant hill. <laughs> like, yeah, just because you take away a club, you don't, doesn't mean you make the swingers go yeah. away. You yeah, move to house parties or whatever else. Yeah, sure. I mean, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of clubs. Yes. We visited two. Swinger clubs when we were in Mexico City. Right. So we've kind of purposefully decided to make our discussion of our trip to Mexico City uh, centered around our swinger club experiences while we were there. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about in, about Mexico City. And so we, we don't want to bore you with our vacation photos kind of thing. Right, right. But we did visit two clubs while we were there because we planned the trip over two weekends so we could go to a club on each Saturday night. So that should be prime time, right? right? So we should have, we should have viewed the be- the you know the best night of, at each of the clubs, correct? And um, and I think that we did. I mean, yeah. And I, I consulted SDC. SDC seems to be the big swinging dick down in um, in, in Mexico City. So I consulted SDC um, to find out you know where to go, what to do, so on and so forth. And I kind of quickly quickly landed on two clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, that seem to be the ones to go to. One of them is called Club SW, and the other one is called Dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'll put links to both of those in the show notes. Um, I also found a kind of a little website that has a review, had a re- private reviews of a lot of the different swinger clubs all throughout Mexico, not just Mexico City. And I'll post a link to that oh, one as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. And that's where I found out that Dreams was kind of number one. Club SW seemed to be about number two. And then the people who actually wrote this website had a few other things that they liked, but mm-hmm. that were not accessible to us. And you also did very in-depth reviews of both clubs on Reddit. Right. So if anybody's on Reddit, they can read read, read about... Um, both the, those clubs. Yeah, in, yeah. in a lot of detail. 
I mean, yeah. you spent a long time writing those reviews. Right, right. I, I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're substantive. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll include links to both my reviews on Reddit, and I'll probably go ahead. I haven't, what I haven't done is put them on SDC yet, but I'll put those reviews up on SDC as well, or try to. So what did? So what was your like overall thought on uh, Club SW? My overall thought on Club SW was that it was oriented to couples who were just kind of going there to kind of get their feet wet mm-hmm. in the world of swinging and not necessarily there to go as a group mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. you know, to meet your buddies or whatever or your friends. It seemed to me more like... It was like Newbieville. Yeah, it was right? Newbieville. In fact, we sat next to two newbies. Yes. They're like, what do we do? And we're like, yes. it's like we're not from here. <laughs> we're like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> it was literally next. 2 o'clock in the morning when we started talking to them, too. So, well, the whole setup was weird, yeah. right? So it was rows and rows and rows of tiny tables, with each with two chairs. With two chairs. At each table. The club opens at 10. Okay, the club mm-hmm. opens at 10. Mm-hmm. There's free cover until 9, right? No. No, sorry, sorry free cover until 11. Yes. I'm a moron. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I didn't mean to agree with that. <laughs> so free cover until 11. And the cover was 350 pesos. Yeah. But, but you go like in and you get escorted to a table. So you get to pick a table if you get there early. But yeah. if not, they start escorting you and getting people seated in. Yes. And the place filled up. Yeah, it filled up. There like, were at least eighty tables there. Eighty, at least eighty tables. At least eighty, yeah. and but but there were and they all the tables and chairs faced the dance floor. Right. So there's no opportunity there, you know, for people to interact. So you're at your two top. Yes. With you and your spouse all looking at the stage. Or the back of people's heads. Yeah, yeah. the back of people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> um, in your space far enough apart where, you know, it's not really comfortable to be, like, leaning around and talking to people. After three hours of my ass sitting on that folding chair, yeah. I was pretty much done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was cold. <laughs> and and early in the evening, they were like, oh, we're going to have an erotic show later. And we're like, ooh, what's that all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see the erotic show. <laughs> So yeah, there was an erotic show that erotic show that happened. Yes, and, and so what it basically was was this you know giant species of a man that comes out in a mariachi outfit and starts sat- playing the guitar and singing, singing, and then pretty soon he starts stripping, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, you know, and then he's got he he gets all the way down to his banana hammock, yeah. and I'm like looking, I'm like, is that could that be real in yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not real. I'm pretty soon he like. Pulls off the banana hammock, and I'm like, holy shit, that's real. Yeah. It's like, it was just a big old schlong. And then. Just flopped out. I know. It was just like pointing. I don't know. Yeah. It was like half hard, but it was just like pointing at things. And he was just walking around the stage. With it, and he was just was, so sad because he was just like. Yeah, he was he singing looked, a really sad mariachi really song. He was just like this, just like this beaten depressed dude it was just no fun (laughs) it was weird and then i leaned over to you and i was like is there like a little bit of like homoerotic thing going on here i mean i don't know i'm sure all these men that are sitting here are not really excited about (laughs) watching this act you know what i mean (laughs) yes i mean all you're doing is watching a sad mariachi sing with his cock out (laughs) and you're like this is at Weird. Some, at some point, it's like at some point you have to ask yourself, well, well am I just looking at this guy's dick? Because <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I could, 
I guess I look at my wife, look around, you know, look at my drink, <laughs> you know, look at the waiters or something like that. But that's the, that's what's going on on stage. Well, you're all facing the stage. Yeah. 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 So, well, then in, in all fairness, so then he finished his show and yes. then a female comes out yes. and she does her show. And it's the same thing where she... It was a little more animated. It was like it was kind of a Middle Eastern theme belly dance show. Yes, yeah. yes. And she did her she did her performance. Yes. And it was fun. It's like, okay, you know, we're all clapping. Yay, you know, good performances. I guess that helps everybody kind of get in the mood. Is Not it me. like turning people on? <laughs> You know, does, is this the time when people start mixing, mingling, you right. know, now everybody's got their bloods pumping and all this? No. No. This is when the dancers start going around the room and doing like um, floor show, not lap dances. Like little lap dances. Lap dances for the uh, people in the audience yes. and getting tips. So I guess that, yeah, so we were kind of waiting around for that to get resolved to see what was going on. But <laughs> but mind you, this is like after one. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, my ass had already been in that folding chair for three hours. And I was like, I was like, before they got to us for their lap dance, I was yeah. like, all right, it's time for us to go. I think this is kind of like run its course. Yeah. But we just briefly talked to that couple that was next to us and he spoke some English. English. Yeah. And she didn't speak English. Yeah. Uh, and But he was like utterly kind of freaking out. Not freaking out. But he was like, this is our first time doing anything like this. And I'm like, dude, it's like almost two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't explain it all to you right now. It's like go home and talk about it with your wife yes. and figure it out if you want to come back next time. Right. Right. Exactly. And we I hope they do because she was hot. Yeah. There were a lot of pretty people there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good experience like we said for newbies, yes. if it's if it's a place you want to go and get your feet wet, mm-hmm. you're not forced to interact with other people and all of that stuff. Right. So, um, it's just more like a it's more like a I don't know. We didn't stay long enough to see if people played, but there was a playroom. There was a very was a nice playroom. Yeah, there was a really nice playroom, which was the smoking area. Yeah, in this club, there was non-smoking in the main room. There was smoking in the in the there was kind of an anti-playroom, and then there was a playroom. Because there's like an area that has a big bed in the middle of it and with, with booths that go all the way around it. That's not all that big. I guess you can put like, um, I don't know. I put it in the review. I put, I would guess 30 people. 30 people. Yeah. And then. There's kind go... of sofas around the edge of the wall. Mm-hmm. And then there was like beds pushed together in the middle of the room. Right. And then you can go into the playroom, playroom. And that was bed after bed after bed. Yeah. And that looked like it could be a whole lot of fun. If it, I don't know when people got up there. But, I don't know either. You know, we were kind of off schedule the whole time we were in Mexico City because yes. people eat lunch later, they eat dinner later, so maybe they just play later. We were maybe. fully two hours earlier than everybody else at everything. Yeah. Everything we we got lunch, there before all the crowds yeah. <laughs> everywhere we lunch went. Lunch <laughs> to dinner to everything. Lunch, dinner, playing, everything. We were, we were consistently <laughs> two hours be- ahead of everybody. So if you're an American going to Mexico, just word of advice, everything happens two hours later than you expected. So if you're planning on having lunch at one, just be aware that most Mexicans have lunch at two. And, yeah. and dinner is not at eight. Dinner is at ten. Yeah. So, um, you know, all things I knew but somehow conveniently forgot before we went down there. I don't yeah. know. I guess what? it just set in my ways. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you've been removed for quite some time 20 now. years, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think – you know, there were we were no worse for the wear. I mm-hmm. mean, none of it worried us. So right, no problem. Uh, so that's just in brief was uh, Club SW. Yes. You read the review, and yeah. then okay, what about dreams? What was your impression of Club Dreams? 
my impression of dreams, well, coming off of Club SW, I was like, oh my God, are all the clubs here like this? Because this is really weird and kind of outside of our comfort level, like what we're used to, right? But when we went to dreams, okay, so again, we were like the first couple there because we got there when the doors open both times. (laughs) So we picked kind of a good perching uh, position in the club where we were uh, on the The seating area. Yeah, far far corner of the club. Facing the door so we could see like everybody that came in, right? The gunfighter seat. Yes. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, nobody to our back. Nobody to our back, yeah. But it was nice that we got there early because the waiter... Mm-hmm. Um, spent a lot of time with us. He came over and sat down very informally, which was opposite of the right. SW. SW. But he came and kind of sat with us and explained the club and, you know, told us what to expect and how many couples would be there and what would we be going on. And um, it, that was very cool to kind of get the inside scoop. And he took very good care of us. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, the people started kind of rolling in and, mm-hmm. um, it was much more what we were used to as far as uh, a, a opportunity to interact with people for um, with the setup of the tables. Yes. And I, I just thought it was much more of what we were used to, and I felt much more comfortable there. So groups, groups started coming in in groups. So there mm-hmm. were people who, would, who were there to meet friends, and, yes. and the tables were set up so that people could sit in groups of yes. various sizes. So that yeah. was pretty nice and you could tell a lot of people there knew each other so yes. it was like it was much what we're more like used, we're used to yeah yeah, yeah. And the people were hot yeah they were well and this is a difference in this club and the other club mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting you said that this dreams club vets their guest list right so you have to get an invitation to be able to attend the club right you can't just show up you have to share your sdc profile and they have to approve you for attendance to the club, and then they put you on the guest list. And what you said was that it looked like they were putting together a very specific group. Yes, a very specific group of people. And um, luckily, we made it in. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So because it was it was neat, and they did a couple of things that I thought was really cool. First of all, the club was quite a bit smaller, right? So there was a limited number of uh, people in there yes right yeah and uh so they had an opportunity where the host couple the hostess and they had a host couple yes which is different from club sw yes which is nice yeah and they did come over and introduce themselves mm-hmm. and uh and but there's this one thing that they do every week where the the female of the host couple goes around the club and gathers up all the ladies mm-hmm. that are there and you go to the bar and you all do a shot together right it's not like a tequila shot or something like that. It's a very, you know, like sugary kind of yeah. girly shot. It's not going to kick your butt or anything. But yeah. it's an opportunity for all the ladies to get together and, you know, smile and say hi and do a shot and create a little bit of camaraderie. Right. It's kind of like a mini girls on court. Yeah. <laughs> like for like like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really nice. It was nice to do that. And so I got to see all the ladies close up. It was it was cool. Mm-hmm. So and That was nice. You are one comment. That was kind of a deal killer for us. There is that the smoking was out of control. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy smoky in there. Yeah, and I think you put that in your in your review. My review. It's like please do something about that. It was ridiculous. You went and did the the calculations on if they did extraction and clean right. the air like, and they needed this many units based yeah. on the square feet, it cost them this many dollars. <laughs> and da, 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 da. Right. I'm like, please do it. Because that was the only downside yes. was just the, the smokiness of the club. Yeah, the smokiness was just completely unbearable. And it was at half capacity. 
Yeah, and it, this is like we're talking like '80s smoky club with the like low ceilings yes. and just the whole thing. It it's just. just it was just crazy. Hardcore. And they don't allow smoking in bars in Mexico, but since I guess this is... It's a private club. And our clubs are the same way. Yeah, you can smoke in our... In, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even though they don't allow... Well... Well, our clubs here oh, yeah. are a lot bigger, yes. a lot more square footage. And they, and they do in, yeah. They do uh, smoking in half the club and non-smoking in half the club. This, right. cl- this whole club was smoking. And because oh, yeah. we were sitting in that corner, I think we were just getting like... And they didn't have a single air purifier, whereas our clubs have shit tons of them. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was the only, that was the only thing. But that was a that was a good time, and it was. Um, I'm glad we got to go. Friendly and check people, that out. yes. Yeah, lots of friendly people and uh, cute crowd. Great music. I mean, yeah. great music. The music, and you did comment. This yeah. is that it was the best music of any club that we had been to. Ever. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, look forward to that for sure. Oh, that was another thing about Club SW was the music. Remember. Oh, man. <laughs> The first hour that we were there, hour maybe like hour and a half. But they, yeah, they played like nineteen eighties, seventies, seventies, eighties, like concert videos. Yes, of like Pink Floyd and Queen yeah, and Linda Ronstadt and Mariah Carey, but Phil like Collins, old Phil shit. Collins, Phil Collins. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like we we're like seriously. We yeah. thought it was like a little intro thing that they were gonna do for a few minutes until people started no, coming in. It was just, some, just something to bore you with. <laughs> And then, oh, and then after that. They showed the fucking Pacquiao fight. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about the that. The whole Pacquiao fight. Okay, so everybody's sitting at the club. They shut down the music videos, and they turn on the boxing match. And we're like, okay, how, how much of this are they going to show? They played the entire boxing right. match at the Swinger Club. 12 rounds. With, with everybody trapped at their tables, staring at the screen. Yes. Nothing says boner like boxing. That was before the mariachi, yeah, mariachi. The, sad, the sad mariachi no, the, came well, out. No, people started dancing, right, late. So After all that. After all that. And then people started dancing. And then they stopped the dancing for the fucking uh, erotic show. I'm like, okay, folks. Somebody, it was weird. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to get out and see, like, how other things happen. Well, I would not. I would not. <laughs> I would not take it back for a million years. I had a great time. Maybe I would have gone to the dreams twice. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. We don't need to do that club again. But I appreciate that they have the club, and I appreciate that it serves a purpose, but I don't need to ever, 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 ever go back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our – oh, one thing that we did want to talk briefly about when we were in Mexico City was um, was we kind of started working a system to set up, like, meetings right. and dates, swinging stuff. And we kind of wanted to share that for anybody else that's traveling. Um, you might use some of these tips or whatever. But what we did was post on speed dating, yes. right? That we were going to be in Mexico City for from this date to this date. And that we would be attending the clubs. And mm-hmm. we gave the club uh, nights that we were attending and which clubs we were attending. Right. And said, you know, if you're going to be there, look us up. Look us up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you want to meet for drinks outside of that, you know, yes. email us or call us and we can get something scheduled. Right. So that worked out pretty well until you got a couple of come ons yeah. that you were like, ah, this kind of smacks of like a single guy a single that's kind of or... fishing, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's kind of trying to dupe us into the whole date 
you know, double yes. date idea. And then not show up. And then yeah. all of a sudden the woman does not materialize. Yeah. So, and we learned this trick earlier. So when you have that situation where you think the female's not on board, what uh, Mr. Fu started doing is telling the guy, you know, hey, that sounds great. Have your wife call my wife yeah. and they'll arrange something. Yes. No texts. Yes. Have your wife call my wife and they'll uh, get something on the calendar. And I swear to God, nine times out of ten, it's happened like one time where the wife actually called. Right. But most of the time, you never hear from. Right. You never hear from those people. Yep. So I think that's a good way to kind of vet, you know, it works. Sketch, sketchiness. Yeah, because if no, if there's no wife, she's not gonna call, right? Right. 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 <laughs> so yeah, so just posting when we're gonna be at the club, and mm-hmm. then trying to uh, schedule through email or phone calls, dates. And then vetting people by having, you know, the missus get involved. All the more important when you're abroad. Yes, when you're traveling. So that worked out great for us. Uh, We used Uber a lot. Yes. To get around Mexico City, recommend it wholeheartedly. Yes, and I'm sorry Uber's having such a hard time in the, the like, worldwide. No, worldwide. I mean, kicked out of Spain and... India, I think. India, yeah. Um. But it really worked for us because you didn't have to handle money mm-hmm. or your credit cards or your cash. You didn't have to be fumbling with, you know, paying taxi drivers right. and all that stuff. So and the, and the Uber driver is accountable for the route that he, he drives yes. to get you from place to place, and it's all yeah, because he's on the G, he's on the system. He's on the system. Yeah, the GPS know? is reporting mm-hmm. continuously to the Uber servers where where he is, and mm-hmm. so you know it's an added measure of safety and. Uh, we found it very effective and economical. Mm-hmm. And I use it to venture out on my own one day. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We but I felt, went, out, uh, I went out exploring. I felt um, I felt like I cheated, though, because my Uber driver spoke English. And I was, like, all prepared. I had practiced my destination in Spanish yes. and getting back in Spanish and all of that stuff. And then I got in the car and he's like, how are you today? And I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> he was from San Diego. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. of all the luck, I probably wouldn't be that lucky next time. Probably not. <laughs> um, so I, another item that I had regarding Mexico was um, we got some feedback from a Redditor that said that the, that the webs, there's a website called, uh, pasionliberal.com so that's uh, I'll put a link to it on the on, on the show notes but that that website is one of the better ones to arrange for swinger encounters in Mexico and that there is a there are several hotel events in mm-hmm. Mexico and that the groups meet and are arranged through this uh, pasionliberal.com okay so that's a good that's a good thing to know yeah. if you're in that area Topic for today is by, um, by by listener request. By listener request, we had so um, on episode ten of our podcast, which was I'm not good at math, but how many episodes ago? <laughs> right. Well, you do the math. Fifty three episodes ago. <laughs> um, we we did a, our top ten things that we learned since being in the lifestyle, and uh, so what we've done is that we've um, it, it, what they said is like well what you know what other what are the Top 10 things that you learned since then. Since your 10th episode. Your 10th episode. So, 
Well, in episode 10, we, we each came up with 10 things. Yes. And then shared them uh, in real time on the podcast. Right. This time, we each came up with five things, so we have a total of 10 things. But we'll, we're still going to share them in real time on the podcast. Right. So we haven't talked about... We haven't discussed them we beforehand. Each, yes, we each wrote down our top five things. So should we review the top ten things that we had before? I don't think so. They're in the show notes. I mean, people can go back and... I mean, at the end, I'd like to say which ones of each of our original ten, I think, are still are the most poignant. Okay, we but can do that. Okay. Yeah. But let's but I don't know how you want to do the um top 5. Do you want to alternate like each do one or do you want to give your 5 and then me give my 5? Why don't we um alternate? Yeah. And you go first, ladies That's first. That's not going to be boring? No. Okay. No, no, cuz we'll have a discussion about each one and it'll be And mine are in mine are in semi order of importance. Okay. Mine are in no mine are in the order that they just came to me. <laughs> okay. Well, me too. Like as in the night. No. So, uh, and the first one I think came to me first because it is, it is like so much our life, like these last three months. Um, and it was the, one of the things that I learned is that swinging will not, will not always be about swinging. So I have to focus. Yes. <laughs> so we've gone to so many events that were like, um, swinger events, but they were, uh, not about swinging, yes. right? Like dinners and weddings and da 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 yes. with our swinger friends, but there was no swinging going on. Right. And so if I'm if I'm going to continue with the recreational sex, which yes. is like maybe now that's almost a component of swinging. Yes. Um I got to focus on that. You need to focus I'm not on making it. that happen. Right. Shoo. Yeah. Always be closing. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and I'm not, yeah. right? Okay, so I so over the years swinging has become um ingrained in my uh social activities. Right. Yeah. And so the recreational sex part is really easy to get like pushed uh, aside. Yes. Yeah. And so that was my number one. Swinging will not always be about swinging, and so I have to focus. Right. So what, what, what else can I say about that? I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's just always be closing. Right. I mean, if that's what you intend to do and I don't know, maybe I'm just too, I mean, I don't want to be like this pushy, horny bastard all the time, but it's like, it's, it's swingers. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to be a pushy, horny bastard all the time, but at the same time, it's like, uh, okay, what, how can I say this? It's like, um, it's still, I feel the same way because I don't want my friends to only think that I like them for the sex. Right. You know, and I want to be respectful of things that are going on in their lives and this and that and the other thing. But, you know, we got to get to the sex too. Yeah. I mean, because you don't want them to think that you don't want to have sex with them. Well, that's that's the problem. Right. Is that I don't, yeah. And I don't want to think that they don't want to have sex with me. Right. Either. Yeah. So <laughs> we got to get, got to get back on the right track. Got to get back on the right track. It's like all, yeah. I mean. Because there has just been a shit ton. Lately, it's just been a fucking deluge of vanilla bullshit. Not vanilla bullshit. Just. Swirl stuff. Swirl stuff. Yeah. And uh, like tomorrow, we're going to a sing-along. Yes. At a couple's house that yes. we swing with, yes, and you know we're not gonna we're not gonna no. swing because it's a swirl sing along, and it's nice, and, and we're we want to go. And we're going to a cookie exchange. 
Yes, with, those are the two things house. that we're doing tomorrow. There's not going to be any sex in any of it. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I might go to the bathroom and have sex with myself. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll go about, with you. There you go. I'll go with you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I've got to refocus on this on 2015 because it's just getting to be too much social activities and not enough recreational sex. Yes, I agree. Okay, very good. So, that was my first one. All right. Well, my first one is uh, condoms take practice. <laughs> Condoms take practice. It took me a shitload of time to like get good at using condoms, and now I finally am. And then it's like it took a long time. And uh, on Reddit, there's always people bitching about oh, I use condoms, and now my sex life is dog shit. It's like, well, fucking suck it up, buddy. <laughs> we've all been buddy through. It. <laughs> we've all been through it. Uh, you know, just uh, condoms take practice. So you know, there's tricks that you can do. Finding a proper fit, lubing lubing your dick, and putting some lube inside the condom helps. But mostly it's just practice, practice, practice. Pre-opening the condom before you put it on, you know, having it ready to go helps. Yes. Um, I'm like, I'm all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. But I think one of the uh, things that you did early on was you tried a lot of different condoms. Yeah. Like yeah. you just bought a shit ton of different yes. types of condoms and you tried a bunch of them. Right. And then you found, you now you have a favorite one. No, I have a favorite. Yeah. And for actually for Christmas, you got a big box of your favorite condoms. Yes. From some swinger friends of ours. I did. That's a good one, though, and it's true. And yeah. we have talked about that in other podcasts yes. about the condoms. condoms it's like, no practice. raw dog in it, people. Yeah, be 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 be, be respectful. Be kind to your uh, be kind to your sex partners. You know, be kind to yourself. Uh, you know, we're counting on you to to keep our to keep our community uh, as disease free as possible. So my second one is. Do you know the you know the term eighty six? If you've ever worked in the restaurant business, oh, you're, yeah. you're familiar with the term eighty six. It means it's like, how does that relate to sixty yeah. nine? <laughs> eighty six. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. Right. So my second one is eighty six. The people from your life that cause strife between you and your spouse. Yes. So I am a I am about no drama, Fulio. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm I'm not having it. If you're causing problems, it's like. You and I are going to try to talk it out. We'll try to reason with each other. But the bottom line is, if there's somebody that's causing problems, they're out. Right. Yep. And I actually think that relates to like one of the things that you had in your top 10 back in the day Mm -hmm. um, when you said one of your top 10 things you learned about the lifestyle is it's not about them. It's about us. Right. 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 So if somebody's causing too many problems, it's like you just can't have them in the middle of your in the middle of your life. Yes. And I've run afoul of, well, not run afoul. I've had constructive discussions with some people who were in the non-monogamy poly community in the past about advocating for your primary relationship and, and them coming in and saying, well, what about the feelings of the third or the fourth or the whatever? And I'm like, and it's always the third or the fourth that's asking that question. Just asking that question. I'm like, you know what? Their feelings are important right important uh but not not at the expense not at the expense of the primary relationship they can be paid consider some consideration to i mean you're not dealing with robots or sex toys or whatever mm-hmm. but at the same time you know you can't spend your life in this empathy zone in which you're trying to make things okay with people who don't really have a a bearing on your day-to-day life mm-hmm. they only have as much of a bearing on your day-to-day life as you as you choose to let them in mm-hmm. right so if the choice is i can just extract these people from my life and all of a sudden the problem goes away and you know everything is hunky-dory then that's 
probably a better alternative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a very good point. I, I like that one. And I know that there have been um, people that we've had several conversations about, but when yeah. you find that you just are, you continue to have the same yeah. conversations over and over and over, yeah. maybe it's time for a change. Yeah. It's just like a turd that won't flush. <laughs> so... No. Well. If you think you were in trouble before, you're really going to be in trouble for saying that. <laughs> I can say what I want. You First can say minute. whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, people's, uh, inject, other people injecting their issues into your relationship is not worth it. And you just, you can never solve other people's problems. And it ain't swinging. It's not swinging. Swinging yeah. is about the recreational sex. sex. Yeah, this is not yes. swinging. So, so yeah. So, uh, so that one came to mind pretty much right away. So I like that one. That was my second one. What's your second one? My second one is uh, people are looking for shit to do. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. People are always looking for shit to do, and it's like you don't, 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 uh, don't be blind to that. Don't assume that people don't want to do stuff just because. They're not, you know, they haven't hung a sign on their wall or something like yeah. that. It's like, go out and ask them, hey, do you want to go do something? Yeah. People are always looking for shit to do. That's why we have our Sunday things here at the house on occasion. And that's why we try to inform people whenever we do something that might be fun. It's just to, because I mean, and I don't get personally offended or butthurt or otherwise uh, diminished when people say that they can't come because they're, yeah, fuck it. I mean, that's their choice or maybe they have something else going on or whatever. I don't yeah. care. But there is going to be always there's always going to be somebody out there who wants to do something. Yes. So include them. Yes. If you're yeah, I mean that's that's you know what one of the um, big uh, uh, confirmations that I received in that regard is was the pub crawl in Austin. Yeah. That um, you and Jay hooked up yeah. and you know how I mean how many freaking couples there had to have been a hundred yeah. people there. People are looking for shit to it's do. It's like people are looking for things to do, and when we have like a Sunday pool day, invariably yeah. like three four five couples show up yeah you know it's like it's not a big deal it's but it's you know it's enough to have a good time yes right enough to have a good time so i don't know and even when we do like one-off things like Mm -hmm. somebody will call us on a sunday and say hey let's go to brunch right and we do that and it's just you and one other couple that's a good time yeah it's like people you're right people or maybe it's just us we're always looking for shit to do maybe that's it maybe that's it but i mean that's something that i didn't have in my things and i think that that I recognize that it doesn't have to be like this. It does like doing stuff doesn't have to be like this massively planned momentous event. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, funny that you say that because that's actually number three on my list yeah. is that swinging parties work in a variety of sizes. Yes. That was on my mm-hmm. list. So when it kind of rolls into the people are always looking for shit to do. So whether it's like a, a Sunday brunch or a pool day or a small get-together at home or a Mardi Gras party or mm-hmm. a pub crawl in Austin, no matter what is going on, it, it can always be a good time. Yeah, swinging scales. Yeah. Yeah. It scales. That's yeah. a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the beginning I thought, oh well if we're gonna have a party, it needs to be a big party and yeah. we invite all these people and blah blah blah. But now we've gotten used to doing smaller things, mm-hmm. still big things, but mixing it up. The mm-hmm. pub crawls are huge. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, that's I funny. Like, so I we like... have a cross we have a crossover there. Good. Good. That was my number three. And that was your number two? Kind of. Okay, what was your number three? Okay, so that there, um, it was one, and this is kind of not as much a form, for, uh, fully formed idea, but it is that your swinger friends understand you. 
So like there's conversations that you can have with your swinger friends that you can't have with anybody else. And that kind of makes you crave their company to a certain extent. So I like that, you know, and I've made uh, several very good swinger friendships um, in, in the lifestyle. Uh, and it's just stuff that I can just talk to these guys or girls that I can't really discuss with anybody else. Sometimes I can't even really discuss it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, just things. Right. And then you uh, get yourself. In a, and when, once you swinging becomes such a big part of your life, you know, you, you know, you get in a point and you get yourself into positions where you really need somebody else's opinion or you want to bounce ideas off of people or you just want to catch up with your friends on a, on a level that you wouldn't be able to do so with your vanilla friends mm-hmm. and your, your swinger friends would tend to understand those conversations mm-hmm. a lot more readily. Well, like if, for a swinger friend, if you haven't seen them in a month and they say, what have you been up to? Yeah. You can really tell them what you've yeah. been up to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. With a vanilla friend, you kind of have to hem hum, beat around the right. bush and give the highlights or, you know. Well, the, the big, the big one for us is always like, you know, is, well, it had it had been in particular when we had our Christmas party re- recently. They look around and it's like, so just you two in this big house. And I was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys do a lot of entertaining. It's like, well, we we're doing this, right? You mm-hmm. know, and that's about you kind of leave it at that, and the mm-hmm. conversation sort of trails off. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, when it's your swinger friend, you can kind of give them a tour of the house and like, this is where we do this, and this is where we yeah. do that, and you know. That's we where had, I hide we, the swing. Yeah, that's where I hide the swing. It's like we had thirty people in this room once. You know that kind of shit. Yeah. But, it's so you feel you feel like a deeper connection maybe to your yes. swinger friends. Yes, absolutely. You feel like a deeper connection, at least more. You know, it's a yeah, more honest, maybe more complete. I think yeah, more complete. I can see. I think if you have a vanilla friend that knows that you're a swinger and you can talk to, you can still talk to them about anything. You may have the same level of intimacy with that. Yes. Person, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it is, you know, about sharing, being able to share 100% of yourself. Right. Right. Rather than 50% of yourself. Some abridged. 40% of yourself. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's a good one. And I know, and I do know that you have made several friends that you um, think the world of and that, you know, you enjoy spending time with them and yeah. you share activities. That's, 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 I think that's a good, healthy thing. I think so. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So that was your number three. What's my number four? Oh, the number four thing that I've learned over the last 53 episodes is that my body is just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when we first got on the episode or first got on the lifestyle, that was like number one thing is like, oh my God, I, you know, I've got to get in the best shape of my life and I got to do this and I got to do that. And over the years, my body has fluctuated in different stages of hotness, yes, if you will. And I'm, but I'm always working on it, and I'm always trying to improve. And I think that that's, you know, I'm okay with that, right? You know, I'm not saying that I can just let my body go and that I'm going to be, you know, whatever. But I think as long as I'm as long as I'm consciously working on myself, I'm not worried about every pound that I gain or, mm. or lose or whatever. I'm trying to be healthier and, and, um, and I'm good with that. Right. Right. And I don't feel like, you know, nobody's going to like me if I put on 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. I have, I, I'm, I feel more comfortable in my skin than I think I ever have before. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm going through a bit of a, it, going through some issues, but I think it's, it has less to do with swinging than it does with just me, me personally. You know, because I kind of achieved a certain fitness goal, and I've let that lapse 
immensely since then. So I need to get myself back on the right right track. And I think it has less to do with swinging because, I, you know, I obviously, not obviously, but I mean, I do well. You know what I mean? I've, this last last month or so has been a little slow, but I think that has more to do with our level of activity rather than... Well, we've been gone. We've been gone. and Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I can, I totally understand what you, what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that my, um, I'm, like I said, I'm more comfortable in my skin mm-hmm. and I feel like my ability to be comfortable in the lifestyle has less to do with like the current state of like what my scale readout is right. than everything else right. about me. Understood. Okay. Whether or not you're fun. Right, that's a big one. It's like, are you fun? Are you able to? I mean, that's that was my number. Oh. The last one, three, <laughs> three, and the yeah. last top ten was. It's better to be, be fun, fun than, than sexy. sexy. Yeah. Oh wait, but I'm sexy too. Yes, you are. Don't you even are. go there. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it is that fun is sexy. Look, ah, no. <laughs> absolutely. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, yes, I think that I understand what you mean. Good. Yeah. Uh, my, is it number four? That was my number four. Okay. Number four is, uh, allow your significant other to be your ally. So Uh. yeah, don't assume that you're in an oppositional situation with your significant other and what you're trying to play, you know, whatever. And when it, whenever you're trying to line things up as a swinger, it's like, just allow your significant other to be your ally. You'll be surprised. You say, okay, let's get together and figure out how we're going to do this, you know, together as a team. And I think that most people will be surprised by how well that works. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that's one an important thing that I learned. So you don't have to let the engineer work in silence. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just like trying to build the perfect bomb in, in quiet silence. Perfect swinger bomb. You can actually share the little engineer plan with yes, your partner, and your partner may even be able to contribute to the plan. Yes, I think that we've become <laughs> a lot better about that. You and I, we're a lot more cooperative in our endeavors. Don't you think? I think we're awesome. <laughs> we're a, like a dynamic duo. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Are you kidding me? Except you're Batman. No, I'm, I'm not. Batman. You're Batman and I'm not Batman. I'm I'm Catwoman. Okay, I like that. You'd be Batman and I'd be Catwoman. All right. But weren't they kind of enemies? But they were kind of frenemies. No, I'm I, not sure. I think Catwoman was the bad guy. Was a villain. Okay, I can go with that. <laughs> Do you know if Catwoman was a villain, Debbie? You don't know? Yeah, we're not we're not comic book people. I don't know. I I know Anne Hathaway played her, and I was sorely disappointed in that. <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, so my last one, and it kind of my last one coming off of this vacation is that you and your swing partner, not meaning you, oh, okay. but you're, the person that you're swinging with should share at least one language. <laughs> Very good point. So yeah. that, yeah. So, um, we went down bumps and road, bumps in the road in that regard. In yes. And so one of the uh, rules that I had when we went to Mexico city is that, um, if we play with a couple, he has to at least speak English. They don't have to both speak English. Right. And, and, and that's on me because yes. I don't speak Spanish. So that's, you know, that's bad on me. Yeah. But I I wanted, I didn't want to have sex with someone that I couldn't talk to <laughs> on any level. But you know, but you remember, remember when we had sex, we had sex with that couple that did not speak English? Yeah. That's when we were very new in the lifestyle. No, when we were in Desi- with Desire, we, we hooked up with that French couple. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That's, that worked out okay. Yeah. 
But one time we hooked up with a couple that he didn't speak English. Yeah. And he was getting a little rough. Yeah. And I like, and I couldn't, I couldn't like have any input into yes. the situation except to just be upset. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm upset, and I'm like walking away from the situation because I don't know how to tell you, you know, be a little more gentle. Yeah, gentle. <laughs> be a little gentle. <laughs> that the put, international... the vel- put the velvet glove on the iron hand. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the international symbol for gentle? <laughs> gentle. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So yeah, so that was that was my last one. Is that um, you shouldn't? I don't know. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying I shouldn't have sex with people that I, I can't communicate with, and that comes off of our vacation. Yes. So my my fifth my fifth one is actually probably the most important one that I had was uh, expectations are bad, and that's like you know kind of been a maximum. Like don't go in there with like expecting the moon and the stars. And I know that people. You know, a lot of people don't have as much access to free time as you and I do, or don't have as much free time as you and I do. And and we know that a lot of a lot of you out there, it's difficult for you to get out and make time to get out there and meet people and go on dates and so on and so forth. So expectations get set like sky high. Oh, because it's like this is my one night out yes. this month, and we oh, want yeah. everything to be you know awesome absolutely and, perfect. We need mm-hmm. to hit it out of the park, and mm-hmm. if you do that, you're gonna be fucked. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, because there's been lots of situations we walked away from going. You can't hit it out of the park yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> Thus, we have Plan B and Plan C. Yeah. A lot of, most of the time, whenever we go out. We'll... So if you do have that one night a month, yes. then just make sure that you know the the follow up plan, the Plan B, is strong. Is, yeah, is strong. Is that you can that you can end on a high note. Yes. Don't yeah. Don't get yourself in a situation where you're. Where you, where your, uh, where all your eggs are in one basket, then you just turn on each other like a couple of hungry piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you hadn't done this, I would have been okay. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Uh, That's so rude. Well, well, what? That was my hungry piranha couple. Jeez. All right. Well, so I went back and looked at my top 10 list from the t- uh, episode number 10. And the one. The one that I had on that list that still just jumps out at me is like that passive guys in a lifestyle are boring. Yeah. And guys that show up to have fun are my cup of tea. And that is still my, I'm still, um, you know, have that mantra. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, because we met a lot of like wallflower type dudes in the lifestyle when we first got in. And we still meet them. We still meet them, but and every time then you meet we them, don't. You're like, but you know what? The people that show up to things to have a good time, those are always the funnest, and those are the ones that we see. Those are the couples we see over and over and over. And that we invite to things. Yes, because it's like, have a good time. Life's short. And it sucks because sometimes you see these situations where it's either, well, mostly it's, it's usually the guy, unfortunately, who's being the wallflower. You know, and there'll be guests of guests that'll come to our parties or whatever, and the guy is just trying to hold up the wall, doesn't know what to do, or whatever. And you're like, "Well, I'm sorry." It's like you guys, you guys probably won't be coming. I don't say that. It's like, they, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> you guys probably won't be coming back. Oh my gosh. Party poison. So, um, yeah, I mean, no fun. Yeah. Fun guys are the coolest, I think. Yes. Um, it's like share a smile, tell a joke. You know. Um, Interact with people. Yes. The one that jumps out to me um, now uh, is, is my number nine. And 
It's minimize your time on dating sites. There's lots of chatters, picture hunters, punters, meet people in person, ASAP, you know, and then go from there. Now that is even more important than it was before because like, you know, Facebook has exploded and, you know, people are online all the damn time and they're, you know, they're living their lives online. They're living their lives online and they want every single last possible risk of every single encounter to be minimized to an impossible extent online. So they're just not going getting out there and meeting people because if they don't, if the people that they're looking to meet don't meet, you know, 100 or 99 out of 100 of their impossible criteria, they're just not going to bother getting white. It's like, I, I don't need to like wash my ass for that. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> or, and, and, it's and like, get no, you need house. to wash your ass every day anyway. Yes. <laughs> and you know, and honestly, it's like part of me thinks that maybe we're part of the problem because we're providing them with material to stay home and not interact with people, right? But at the same time, what we're telling you, hey, <laughs> get out there, go to a meet and greet, meet fellow swingers. <laughs> You'll be surprised. And if you're not surprised, have a plan B and then go get, you know, go get a late snack with your SO, your significant other, if that's what it takes. But get out there. Go, go, leave the house. You know, shave, wash, go meet people. Don't. Uh, wash your stanky, stanky yeah, butt. <laughs> you don't have to spend a lot of money, you know, just get out there and meet people. Okay. So, didn't part, parting thoughts. Are we there? Yeah, that's the end of our topic. Unless you have like anything you want to add, no. It's no. better to be fun than sexy, and that's very interesting because that that was on your episode ten yes. list, and we're gonna get to that poll that you did. So okay. you got the tally done. I got the tally done. Very yeah. good. All but right. first, can I can I uh, read off an email that we recently received? Yes. So remember uh, last podcast we talked about um, the guys from Car Talk and how one of the brothers had passed away. Yes. Well, we got a we received an email from a listener, mm-hmm. and I, I just want to read it real quick because okay. it cracked me up. It's okay. hilarious. It's from Mister and Mrs. HFT, and he says, "Hey guys, I was listening to episode number sixty-two on my way to work and thought." Oh my God, you really are the Tom and Ray of swinging podcasts. That being the case, I thought you might help me troubleshoot my ride. Here's my question. Every time my wife and I swap partners, I hear her making a strange noise. It's very loud and kind of sounds like this. Oh, 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 ee, ee, uh-huh, 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 etc. I can't seem to get her to replicate the sound when I'm driving. How concerned should I be? Is there something seriously wrong with her? How hard will it be to fix? Should I just consider trading her in? Any help would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. That's freaking funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. That That sounds just like a car talk question. Yes. (laughs) He goes on to say that he likes the podcast, and if we're ever in um, Omaha, Nebraska, we should look him up. (laughs) Yeah, that's really sweet. I mean, because I I think that the fact that he, you know, that he kicks back and, like, actually listens to what, you know, the sounds that his wife is, is making or, you know, I don't know what that's doing for the other woman that he's with, but, hey, you know. Well. As long as he's, as long as he's paying close attention, it's a good thing. And he's reco- he's recorded the sounds, too. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So instead of click and clack, we're more like clit and clat or, I don't know. Slap and tickle. <laughs> slap and a pickle. Slap and, yeah, slap and a pickle. Sloppy pickle. No. <laughs> So, do we uh, give that give that? No, no, no. We can't okay. give that out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So we appreciate that um, email. So Thank it you for was the very feedback. yes, it was very car talk relevant. Yeah, and we miss those guys. So we are 
Yeah, I guess keep coming. If you want us to diagnose any of your uh, strange noises coming from your spouse, please feel free to let us know, and we'll uh, do what we can. <laughs> so, so uh, last episode we had a poll on, and this goes back again to episode number ten. As you stated, it's better to be fun than sexy. In the last podcast, we asked people, "Do you prefer uh, a nice person or a hot person?" Right. So I don't know if that's fun and sexy, but it's kind of along the same lines. So what we asked were we put a survey up on our on our blog and asked people to fill it out and uh, to and say whether or not they're male or female, or if they want, if they would prefer, if they had the choice, or if they had to pick. Would they fuck somebody who's nice or somebody who's pretty? And drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Um, uh, there were 33 responses, which I thought we were going to have about, how many did I five. five. I thought five. I think you thought 10. Yeah. Or one of us. We were like in that five to 10 range. So, yeah, we thought we'd have, but we ended up having 33, which is pretty impressive. And um, no surprise here, most of them were dudes. <laughs> uh, so we got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, 15, 16, 17. We had... Uh, had, dudes or male listeners? Male listeners. Yes. Male listeners. Uh, we had four. We had okay. So we had out of thirty-three. So what is thirty-three minus six? So twenty-seven. So we had twenty-seven men, male respondents, six female respondents, and um, so the nice, nice one, overwhelmingly. Yay. Yeah, we yeah. knew. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> so there were only um, four, five. Yeah, like five, five male respondents who said that they'd rather have sex with somebody who is pretty, and then uh, there's one female respondent who said that she would have preferred to have sex with somebody who was pretty. Everybody else said they would rather have sex with somebody who's nice. So once again, nice wins. Nice wins. <laughs> well, there you go. Be nice. Be nice. Um. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for those uh, survey responses. Um, maybe we'll do another one later on. That's. It was nice to see that there was a good turnout. Yes. Like a good response number. So be nice. You know, yeah, be nice. Put down the makeup or, <laughs> you know, put down the swinger, your, your Friday shirt, and just go out there and be nice to somebody. Be nice. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Okay. Um, another thing that we had is that, uh, you know, uh, the, I, I don't know, the swingers, the swingers subreddit on Reddit uh, reached 10,000 uh, subscribers. When I started looking at it, it was like 4,000 subscribers about about a year ago. So it's more than doubled in the last year. So who knows what that's all about? Maybe we had we got the we got swing the swinger subreddit uh, linked to from the sex subreddit sidebar. So now we have a link to one of the most popular subreddits. Well, we didn't. You did. Yeah. Are we are we linked to those poly people yet? Non-monogamy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not the polyamory. Polyamory doesn't link to us. Oh. But non-monogamy does. Well, they should. Well, I mean, they don't have to. They should. <laughs> do you think people fall out of polyamorous into swinging? Or do you think people get go from swinging to polyamory? Or what do you think? I think, there is a, I, think there, I think that some people go from swinging into polyamory. And I know exactly why. You know, it's because people get comfortable. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, if we're already having successful sex with this couple, why do we have to have sex with anybody else? And then things get janky, depending who you are. I guess if you're poly, things get awesome. Uh, but uh, to me, that would make things difficult because it's not what I'm into. So what's going on that's coming up in our future? We're going to another pub crawl. The average swingers um, are hosting a pub crawl 
in Houston, downtown Houston on January 31st, which is a Saturday, and we're going. We're not um, hosting it with them. They're hosting it this time, so they're 100% responsible for it. They're 100% responsible for my good time. My good time. <laughs> yeah. So if I don't have fun, they'll be hearing about it in this podcast, Jay. We love you guys. Yeah, We're so. looking forward to January 31st yeah. and um, crawling the pubs with you. <laughs> so if anybody wants to um, you know, come by, say hi or whatever, I uh, know that we have several listeners in Houston. Just letting you guys know that we'll be there. Um, there are, I think they're listed as public parties on both Cassidy and SDC. So you can RSVP there and RSVP get more deeds. There. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say happy birthday to Mrs. Twat Twirler, who had a birthday this week. Yep. We are sorry we didn't get to spend it with you. We hope that yeah, you had an excellent time. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I did send her a nice text. Very nice. Happy yeah. birthday, Miss. Yeah. And I guess to everyone else, we just wish them a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, happy winter solstice. Solstice. Uh, Hanukkah. And nobody celebrates Kwanzaa. So, but I mean, if you're out there and you listen to our podcast, happy Kwanzaa. And happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. And if you're agnostic like myself, I guess just shake my hand and wish me a happy Tuesday or whatever. Day. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because we won't, we won't, uh, I'm like, we won't see everybody before the New Year. <laughs> we won't have another podcast before the New Year. Right. So happy New Year to everyone. Be safe. Um, and thank you to every, all the listeners and everyone, all of our friends that made this year great. Um, it was another great year for the Swap Food. We appreciate um, each of you. Yeah, absolutely. And here's to things kind of perking up for us here as the, as the year wraps up and, and uh, January um, picks up for us. We're, we're expecting great things. Our plan is looking good. We've got a good plan. <laughs> you make fun. I love it. Are you kidding me? I, I don't make fun. I am on board. I love our plans. You know, okay, so buying this house was in our plan like years ago. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. We made it happen. Yeah. It took a long time, but yeah. still. Okay, so if you're looking for the swap foo and you want to communicate with us, you can find us at... Is it my turn to read it? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, feel uh, free to join the SwapFoo community on Cassidy. Um, our website is swapfoo.blogspot.com. You can email me at swapfoo, on, uh, swapfoo at gmail. Um, our screen names, our profile names are swapfoo, all one word, on Cassidy and SDC. It's swap underscore foo on SLS. Um, you can email foogirl at F-U-G-R-R-L at gmail. And on Twitter, you can follow me at SwapFoo. And uh, FooGirl is FooGirl on Twitter. Call us. Leave us a voicemail. We love getting your voicemails. And you can also text us. Send us a text to 6093-SWAPFOO. That's 609-379-2738. And as they say, oh, wait. Please leave us a good review on iTunes. Some of, somebody let us, left us a review not too long ago. Uh, we appreciate it. Every time that somebody leaves us a good review, it raises our relevance uh, among swinger podcasts so if people are looking for information about swinging they'll get to us and we hope that we have good information to share with people i, I think that we do um if, if you agree that we have good information please put that in your review uh, we, we would certainly appreciate it in short uh, if you can't find the foos you're not looking hard enough you're not finish looking. out the year strong everybody yep we'll see you next year have a pickle <laughs>